0: Good morning and welcome. This is a little magazine show we call The First Day. The First Day. Oh, I love that you chimed in like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Terry Stacy along with producer Kylan Talley. Good morning. Thank you all so much for joining us on this October 16th beautiful 52 degree morning. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Do you realize we're just 70 days away from Christmas? <gasps> I know. You don't want to hear about that yet. But I—but it isn't a nice number. It is. 70. Yeah. Wow. It'll be here before you know it. Oh, we've got a few more holidays to get through before then. But I just thought that was a, a good number. A good number. Listen, I'm so glad that you're all here today. I got a new phone. What? I have a new phone. I've been updated, Kylan. You would be so happy. Uh. I had to because my other phone fell and cracked and started texting and calling people I didn't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> talk about a different button dial. It just had its own
0: <laughs> life. And here's what I noticed as I was standing in the line getting the new phone is that we complain about every price of everything, right? I mean, everything's high. But we never we I don't hear really a lot of complaints about how much money that you're spending on a phone. I'm, lear- I'm I mean it's crazy how much money phones are. My husband keeps trying to remind me that they're small computers. So that that helps a little bit of phones and your insurance and your and all that you do it, nobody complains about that one no especially with the new iPhones
1: that come out and don't have a lot of new updates but right. they still increase the price exactly don't that one.
0: And, and it's crazy and not only that but but because I had such an old phone before and now needed to update everything has changed I mean uh, the um, Now you'll have to help me. The adapter or whatever it is that goes into the, The to to charge it. Yeah. That's different. No, why couldn't Apple have kept that the same? But they changed the way that all went to. So you had to buy that and you had to buy all this other stuff. You know, it's just, I I think it's interesting that we will all complain about everything else, but (laughs) are you really not complaining about your phone price, (laughs) which is outrageous. (laughs) Small computer. (laughs) I know small computer, good price for a small computer. But still, I just think it's interesting. Okay, I'm done with that. Hey, uh, again, once again, it is a Colts Sunday. If you're headed to Lucas Oil Stadium, Colts will welcome the Marvel Universe back to Lucas Oil Stadium today when the Colts take on the Jags at 1 o'clock. The Marvel character appearances you can have your uh, picture taken with include Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Thor is back, and Spider-Man. And they will be available in Touch Downtown in just about an hour to 1145. And then they'll also be available in Lucas Oil Plaza from 1 to 2 on a different level. But there's koozie giveaways. And you'll also notice today for breast cancer awareness, I believe today is when the Colts wear pink, I think. Mm. I think they'll be wearing some pink stuff. Yay. Uh, And there is obviously, I think, a breakfast that's going on and there will be recognition. I understand Sandy Patty will be singing the national anthem. And uh, Frisbee dogs at halftime. What a perfect day for <laughs> National Sports Day. That's
1: so wonderful. Uh, is this National Sports Day? It is.
0: Yeah. Great, Great day to go watch the Colts. Celebrate sports. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing. Even if All it's the Frisbee sports dogs. And they, that's a sport. Uh, okay. Good. Programming note. Tonight, the U.S. Senate debate. Between Republican incumbent Todd Young, Democrat Tom McDermott, Jr., and Libertarian, and I've heard James' last name said a million different ways. Sceniac uh, is the last time I heard it. Sceniac. That's tonight at 7 o'clock, and you'll hear that right here on 93 WIBC. How about that? I want to thank Kay Neidlinger again with the Indiana Credit Union for inviting me to emcee their Chairman Banquet Awards on Friday night at the JW Marriott. It was such a fantastic celebration, and you guys are amazing, and if you don't know, if you are a member of uh, the Indiana Credit Union, that the employees are always doing charitable work, constant charitable work, and you should know that because they're really good people. They don't do it to make headlines, although they should be making headlines because their work is incredible, but they... uh, they do some amazing things year round. So uh, congratulations to everybody. Dave Abernathy will be retiring or is retired and he's been there a long time and good guy. They are earth angels and they're making a difference. And Kylan, before we, I know we got to take a break here in just a few minutes, but I also want to mention that uh, last week we talked to IMPD drill team. They were on their way, the motorcycle drill team, and they were loading up with the um, people helping people network loading up to take supplies and water and food and everything we're you can imagine the ends, yeah. yeah they are and they were headed to Florida on Monday. They got back. everything's okay everything is good everything that you donated has been dropped off and uh, I believe they are back in town. so again thank you to all the do- for all the- your donations for uh, the- our friends in Florida um, okay do I-, do I have another minute? Yes you have a do you good want me to stop minutes. talking? <laughs> Terry, I never want you to stop talking. Well, I just want to bring up another hero news story because this is such an, you know, I'm an animal lover. And oh, yes, some, definitely. Indiana yes, Hoosier time. girls, Samantha Grimes and Holly Irwin, were on vacation in Florida when they heard the news about all the homeless animals that survived Hurricane Ian. Not all of them did, but so many did. So these two ladies are board members and volunteers at the SOAR initiative here in Indianapolis. So they loaded... Thirty-five cats into crates. Now, they were on vacation. They weren't planning on bringing anything back but their stuff, their clothes. <laughs> Thirty-five cats into crates, and they placed them in their Kia Sportage. And they're amazing. Uh, Grimes is a crisis mental health clini- uh, clinician, and Irwin is an emergency physician. Uh, and they brought them back here to Indianapolis, and uh, sore is a a fantastic organization you've heard from them here on the first day but uh they may need five thousand dollars in donations to take care of the hurricane cats and then once the kittens because there's a lot of them are healthy enough the animal rescue will make them available for adoption and they uh, they're giving them all hurricane names all these little kittens and um since the animals survived that storm That blasted through Southwest Florida. So anyway, if you can help, go to, uh, where do I, oh, I wrote it down and then I lost it. Oh, goodness gracious. Look, just look for SOAR, SOAR Initiative Indianapolis and Google that. And if you're interested in actually, you know, helping, or if you'd like to adopt one of the little kittens and they're just precious. Here it is, adoptsore.com and let them know that you're interested specifically in the hurricane kittens. It's a great story. And I credit WTHR for for showing it to us.
1: Imagine that coming home. Hey, mom, guess what?
0: Thirty-five.
1: <laughs> Not just one.
0: We've got thirty-five but, I mean, cats in the Kia. Right. And now we need to do something with them. But bless their hearts, wonderful ladies. Okay, uh, let's see what else are we gonna do. Coming up in the first day, let's learn about animals segment at ten thirty. We're gonna hear about the wildly popular Owl Festival at Eagle Creek, and we'll have a chat with the one of the actresses. In fact. She's the, oh, the star, the, lead. the star, mm-hmm. the lead, if you will, of Anastasia, which is coming to Indianapolis, the Broadway tour this week. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC.
2: Once upon a December, someone holds me safe and
3: warm. Horses friends through a sea stand
2: gracefully across my memory
0: welcome back to the first day on 93 wibc it's terry stacy along with producer kylan talley and kylan here we go broadway in indianapolis the new sa- the new season begins next week or this week rather with the national tour of anastasia at old national center and joining us now is veronica stern who plays anya good morning veronica how are you i'm great how are you all we're, thank you so much for having me worth glad to have some time with you We're so
1: happy to have you with us is this your first time in indy
4: uh actually no it won't be i went to school in cincinnati I think I went to a grocery store in Indianapolis once. There's like a big one in Indianapolis called like Jungle Gyms or
0: something. Oh, that's in Cincinnati. Jungle Gyms oh, is in Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought we
4: went to Indianapolis for that. So no, I guess this is my first time. That's so great. Uh,
0: listen, I'm going to ask you because we always ask people that are around in Cincinnati. Did you work mm-hmm. at Kings Island part-time in the summer? <laughs> no, I
4: never did. A lot of my friends did though.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kyla. I'm sure you'll be really busy with the tour and all of your shows but do you Mm -hmm. think you'll have time to go
4: around and visit Indy while you're here? Oh absolutely I think I I, being on a national tour is so special because you know like we perform at night and then we have so much of the day to explore these cities and just to try the cuisine there and to see the attractions so it's one of my favorite parts about being on tour
1: what a big job you have to be leading this cast of anastasia what was the first acting job you were ever paid for
4: oh wow i think it was a summer stock job no my first year after my freshman year of college i worked at a regional theater summer stock type of thing in um, pennsylvania Been doing a lot of yeah. traveling. Um, You know, it's funny because I don't feel like I have. I feel like this national tour is the most of the country I've ever seen, which I feel very lucky about. But, yeah, maybe I have done quite a bit of local traveling, at least in the Northeast.
1: You started your tour back in August in Boston with Anastasia. Which place has been your favorite to travel to so far?
4: Oh, every place has has had its own really cool thing about it. Um, I think my favorite place was weirdly Ottawa, Canada, or Ottawa... Ontario I think I, I'm not exactly sure how they do the naming system Me in Canada <laughs> Me. but um, it was my <laughs> it was my first time in Canada and it was just it felt like you were in another like world I, I was gonna say country and then I was like wait we were in another country but yeah everything was half in English half in French and it was just very historic because Ottawa is the capital of Canada which I didn't know until I got there so it was just really cool to be there and experience that.
0: Kylan I just want to mention that Broadway World named Veronica one to watch in 2022. Veronica, when something like that is said, do you mm-hmm. put added pressure on yourself or is it just something that was awesome to read about and hear about, but then you just kind of keep that out of your brain?
4: I think it was definitely a big surprise. I was very humbled that that happened because I was I was just genuinely a small part in a few cabarets last year. And so the fact that Broadway World recognized me from those things was really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't think I... I try not to um, put too much pressure on those types of things because as long as I'm having fun, that's what's most important to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Where were you <laughs> when they announced the cast list and you saw that you were going to be playing Anya?
4: Um, I was actually home. I was... <laughs> recovering from being sick actually so Mm -hmm. my parents were taking care of me and i got the email from my agent and i was kind of like in that you know sick haze that you have sometimes and i called my dad into the room and i was like dad the agent just emailed me and i and he's like uh yeah you got the job so that was really exciting (laughs) and so that moment that
0: the the, you do the first show and you come out as Anya for that first time ever in front of a live audience what was that moment like
4: I was so nervous Uh, my whole family was there some of my friends from college came to visit in Boston and they surprised me, actually. I, I was just, my nerves were so heightened. But the thing that I knew is that I knew I could do this show and I knew I could sing the song. So I just remembered all of that and kind of just let the work talk for itself. And so I just tried to have as much fun as possible.
1: Do you have a favorite part of the play of the musical at this
4: point? It truly changes every single day that I do the show because I get to try new things and discover new things. I think my favorite part right now is probably the recognition scene that I have with the Dowager Empress, who is technically my grandmother. The moment in the show that I don't sing anything, it's just all words, and it's just me and her on the stage, and I love working with Jerry. She plays the dowager, and I just feel like I learned so much from her in that scene, and I just try to improve and do better every single day. For
0: anybody that doesn't know, can you kind of just give us a little overview of what what Anastasia, what the story is?
4: Yeah, so Anastasia is an adoption from the 1997 animated film, which is what I think most people are most familiar with. Um, There was also a live-action film in the 50s. Um, that I don't think most people are familiar with, um, and then of course the story of Anastasia Romanoff is a true one. The Romanoff family were all killed by the Russians in um, the twenty or in the nineteen tens, and then in the twenties. This is the part that's kind of more fictionalized for the show. Uh, but she is trying to figure out who she is. She meets these two con men, Vlad and Dimitri, who kind of take her on this journey to finding herself and then um, making her into the Princess Anastasia. The story really ends with her kind of thinking, well, maybe I've always had what I needed all along. She meets the grandmother It's a wonderful meeting and the grandmother kind of says, you've made this the happiest day of my life. Make sure it's the happiest day of your life as well. She really takes that and decides, what am I going to do with my life now that I've done the thing that I've been waiting for for so long? I feel so, so lucky to be a part of this show. It's a ton of fun, but it also has an emotional side and just so many elements and layers that it's just a great Broadway musical.
1: Kylan, we're talking with Veronica Stern, who is leading the cast of Anastasia as Anya. Veronica... For me, as an actor, I've always had, like, dream parts as kids that I'm like, oh, I want to be this when I grow up. Did you ever have a dream part that you always wanted to be?
4: I think in general, playing a princess is definitely a dream. Um, I had, like, Disney princess underwear, which was just, like, I feel like every (laughs) five-year-old had that. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you could tell that little girl, like, oh, you're going to be playing a princess on stage, she'd probably be like, what? (laughs) So um, this is kind of a dream come true uh, itself.
1: Anything that you want the audience to go into before they go see this show um, opening on Tuesday?
4: Um, I think the audience should just come expecting a great evening of theater and just really enjoy themselves and just have fun. I know that this can be some people's first, you know, dip back into the live theater world, and it's the perfect musical to do so because it has romance, it has mystery, it has adventure, and you'll just leave the theater coming in. Uh, you'll leave the theater happier than you came in and i can
0: guarantee that that's what we want veronica stern.com you can follow her on instagram as well at veronica stern (laughs) broadway in indianapolis presenting anastasia october 18th through the 23rd at old national center indianapolis.broadway.com or you can get your tickets at old national center box office always awesome these tours that come to town and veronica you are too thanks so much for spending time with us
4: uh, thank you guys so much. See you in Indianapolis. See
0: you in Indianapolis. Enjoy your stay. We'll see you when you get here. All right. How about that? Uh, we're looking forward to it. I love that the season has started. Many more fantastic shows to come. Uh, we'll, later on, we'll try every every time we get a show here. We will certainly try to get uh, one of the actors or actresses. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're from right around here too. So uh, we'll keep watching and introducing you to some fantastic folks. All right. It is ten twenty nine coming up one of eagle creek's most most popular truly and this might surprise you one of the most truly popular events is happening this coming weekend and we'll find out details next after the news on 93 wibc
3: chase your dreams and remember me sweet bravery because after all
2: those wings will take you up so high so bid the forest for goodbye as you To the sky.
0: 93 WIBC. It is Terry Stacy, one of Eagle Creek Park's most popular annual events. It's back at the Park's Ornithology Center. It's on Saturday and Sunday, October 22nd and 23rd. It's their seventh annual Eagle Creek Park Owl Festival. And we have the best person ever to talk about owls. Diana, Donna Reiner is here. She's the assistant manager of the Eagle Creek Park Ornithology Center.
2: How are you? I'm so good, Terry. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk you about owls today. They're so awesome, aren't they? They
0: are fantastic creatures. How many species do we get to have here in the state of Indiana?
2: Throughout Indiana, we have eight different species of owls, and then those some of those are here year-round, and some are migratory. At Eagle Creek, we often see the barred owl and the great horned owl, and we know that there are screech owls and short-eared owls and long-eared owls also barred owls and snowy and saw-wet owls. So there are so many great owls to talk about here in Indiana.
0: I wish I could see a snowy owl. I've never seen one, and I don't think that they're around here in our area, are they?
2: Well, they are here, but they're here in the wintertime. And we actually had a huge year of snowy owls in (sighs) Indiana this past winter because it was actually an eruption year. Um, the snowy owl lives in the Arctic in the boreal forests of Canada, but they come here to overwinter because our Indiana winters are like their best vacation home.
0: The largest is which one, the largest owl? The largest owl here in Indiana is definitely the great horned owl. I'm trying to decide if it's a great horned owl I have or a barred owl. Can you give me the sound of the barred owl? <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the barred owl has a call that kind of sounds like somebody saying, who cooks for you? (laughs) Who cooks for you all? Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) But the great horned owl has that like characteristic hoot sound that's like, whoo, 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 whoo. Yeah,
0: I have a couple of them. And I'm wondering if they stay with me their whole lives. Those are the same owls?
2: You know, it's possible that they've taken up residence in your backyard. So these are predators and they are also very territorial so they will fit form a pair bond with another owl and then take up residence in an area and defend their territory they might have a nest site nearby so it's very possible that they're the same owl year after year or maybe the the young of those owls are sticking around
0: because their lifespan how long might they live like in the wild
2: the average lifespan of a owl in the wild can be between 10 and 20 years. The oldest known great horned owl was 28 years old, so they can live really long time, but they are also susceptible to disease and predation and damage from other predators that they are trying to defend their territories.
0: Great horned owl, I think they have, I've seen some awful fights that they've had with red tail hawks.
2: Yeah, they are very territorial and they have sharp talons and beaks that they use pretty viciously to attack other birds or to defend their territory and some people don't even know this but great horned owls will take up residence in the nest of a bald eagle (gasps) because they nest just right before the bald eagle does and so the bald eagle is actually terrified of the great horned owl and if a great horned owl beats the eagle to the nest the great horn will steal the nest from the eagles, which I think is amazing.
0: Wow. Had no idea they were that fierce. Everybody, this is uh, Donna Reiner, and she's the assistant manager for the Eagle Creek Park Ornithology Center. Isn't she awesome? So let me ask you this. So while a lot of people, they do morel mushroom hunting in the spring, I search owl poop. And because owl poop is the truly fascinating when you dissect it
2: yeah a quick clarification though it is the owl pellet not the poop that we're talking about because the pellet is the regurgitated fur and bones that you can dissect the owl poop definitely is not as exciting
0: (laughs) so this is something coming up through their throat not the other end.
2: yes yeah you
0: can find the little bones and the little jaws and things of animals that they've eaten. I find it very fascinating.
2: Yeah, so owls are characteristic for swallowing their prey whole. So they're the ones that are hunting down rodents or squirrels or things in the wild that they can capture and then swallow whole. But also know that great horned owls and barred owls are very opportunistic so they might take down a skunk or a raccoon or a possum and they can't swallow that hole right so they're going to take off the pieces they want but then what they can't digest is that fur and bone and they basically remove the meat digest that and then remove and regurgitate uh, the pellet so then we can understand their behavior their food eating habits the kind of the food web in the area by finding those pellets dissecting them and identifying the skulls and the bones and knowing what they're eating.
0: You know, nature is really in a lot of our backyards, whether you're in Indianapolis or whether you're in Hancock County like I am. We all are trying to live together, but we do have to be careful because they might eat a cat.
2: Yeah, so definitely small animals like, you know, chihuahua size, dogs, maybe even a little bit larger, and cats are definitely at risk for being Um, eaten by a predator, like a coyote or even an owl. Um, My biggest recommendation to people is just keep an eye on your animals and also keep your cats indoors because cats are actually one of the biggest threats to native wildlife and specifically birds because cats are killing billions of birds every single year because they're they're natural predators. So if you want to keep your animals safe from native predators, definitely keep them inside because it can also help native wildlife in the area,
0: the seventh annual Owl Festival is free with regular park admission and features a fantastic lineup of events. Tell us about the day, uh, and again, this is coming up on the weekend of October 22nd and 23rd.
2: Yeah, so we're back and better than ever. It's the seventh annual festival. It's going to be at the Eagle Creek Park Ornithology Center. So you're going to pay gate admission if you're a resident of Marion County. It's five dollars, and outside resident of Marion outside of Marion County, it's six dollars per vehicle. Um, We're going to have crafts, games, owl pellets to dissect, a migration obstacle course so kids can learn about the perils of migration. We're going to have live animal programs so you actually get to meet some of these raptors up close. We're going to have Mark Booth from Take Flight Wildlife Education. He usually presents at the state fair and around areas for wildlife education. He's going to come both days. Uh, We're going to have indoor and outdoor scavenger hunts. And then we're also going to have, new this year, a nature-themed open mic. So if you have any storytelling or maybe poetry or acoustic art, you can jump on the mic and share that family-friendly nature-themed art. And on Sunday, we're going to have a drum circle to close out the festival. So from 4 to 6 p.m., Bongo Boy Music School is going to facilitate a drum circle for us. It's going to be awesome.
0: They've got a silent auction that returns as well with all proceeds benefiting the Eagle Creek Park Foundation's Birds of Prey Fund, which supports the Ornithology Center's Raptor Ambassador Program. There's not only owls, but there will be topics that include possums and Indiana bats. Still to this day, bats are on the top five list of scariest animals
2: well i think that bats are one of our most advantageous allies in you know uh, keeping mosquito populations low and they are enormous allies for us so they are i think it's more scary to me that they are at risk of their conservation is at risk because of Lots of diseases we're introducing to the environment and habitat destruction. So I think, yes, the bat is a characteristic symbol of Halloween, and people fear them for a lot of you know bad stereotypes about them, but they are actually so important to the environment, and they need our protection. Yeah. So we're going to teach you about bats by doing a feeding demonstration. We have some little brown bats. They are adorable, uh-huh. and you'll be able to meet them at the Ornithology Center for a feeding demonstration. We'll feed them um, mealworms, and you get to see their cute little faces munch on their worms.
0: <laughs> Donna Reiner, uh, again, Assistant Manager for Eagle Creek Park Ornithology Center. Come on out for the 7th Annual Eagle Creek Park Owl Festival, October 22nd and 23rd. It's free. $5 per vehicle for Marion County residents. Thank you so much for taking so much time for us. I love it. Thank you very, very much. You taught us something today.
2: Hey, absolutely, Terry. I love turning on the radio and listening to your station, and I think it's awesome that we're getting to feature some nature content because you know we're all connected to nature. And the most important thing is to get people out and to enjoy the beauty of the wildlife and feel connected to nature because we are nature. So yep. I thank you for having me on the time, and I look forward to seeing you at Alfas.
0: 10:44 on 93 WYBC. I want her to become my new best friend. I love nature. And she seems like somebody that is just cool to hang out with. She would be so much fun to go on a little bird-watching adventure. I agree. With. I agree. See, don't you, folks, even if you weren't interested in birds now, aren't you excited about owls? Well, I am. I really am. Uh, we've got more to come. It is 54 degrees as you make your walk down to Lucas Oil Stadium. And you're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. That's why i An audition for Broadway? Oh, I wish I could. I mean. Do it. <laughs> I turned my mic immediately Do you, off. S- do you sing and dance <laughs> and I have- act? Yes. You I do I it all.
1: I don't consider myself an avid singer by any means.
0: She wants to be an actress, somebody. Help her. <laughs> She's very talented. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, my goodness. I love that song. Hey, guys. First day look at live music around Central Indiana. Here's Sam Fritz. I saw another girl do this on here and I thought it was such a (laughs) great What are you doing? Alright Sam, okay
1: We'll give you your chance. Do it again, try it again Hit the button.
0: Okay Sam, do it
3: Music fans It's time to fill up your Indiana concert calendar With events happening throughout the state this week There are a bunch of big shows happening in Indianapolis starting on Monday with Carrie Underwood and Jimmy Allen, who will be lighting up Gainbridge Fieldhouse as Underwood continues on her Denim and Rhinestones tour. Gainbridge Fieldhouse won't be empty for long after that show, as Lizzo and Lotto will be performing there the very next night. The Brown County Music Center in Nashville will be the spot on Wednesday as Jeff Beck and Johnny Depp stop by to perform some rock and roll classics. Thursday, if you're still in Nashville and looking for a classic country show, then stick around and watch Lee Greenwood perform, or or, for fans of the modern folk pop sound, you can catch Judah and the Lion at the Egyptian Room at the Old National Center in Indianapolis. Finally, this weekend belongs to Rock and Roll, as artists like Weedist will be performing in Fort Wayne, the Marshall Tucker Band will be in Nashville, and Better Than Ezra will be in Indianapolis. Saturday features shows by Richard Marks and Shipshawana, Here Come the Mummies will be in Fort Wayne, and Kurt Vile and the Violators will be right here in Indy. Time for an artist recommendation, someone I've been listening to lately who I think you need to be listening to as well. Gene Dawson is a multi-instrumentalist singer-songwriter who released his most recent album, Chaos Now, last week. When I first listened to this album, I sort of got the feeling that Dawson didn't really know what he wanted to sound like, as he has some very light, almost symphonic songs like Pirate Radio, which is what you're hearing right now. However. He isn't afraid to get heavy and rocking, as heard on this song, Three Heads. It wasn't until I read an interview with Dawson where he explains that he doesn't exactly want to be confined to one genre that I started to really appreciate the album for what it was. It's an extremely talented musician, just creating tracks that fit his personal vision for each individual song. With that appreciation in mind, I gave Chaos Now a second listen and realized how truly amazing this album is. It's pretty likely we could end 2022 with this album being my number one. The boys are back together again as news broke last week that the famous Blink-182 lineup of Tom DeLonge, Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker would be reuniting for a tour in 2023. DeLonge, Guitarist and one of the singers of Blink-182 departed the band in 2015 amidst growing tensions with bandmates Barker and Hoppus. In 2021, Hoppus revealed that he had been dealing with stage 4 B-cell lymphoma, a type of cancer that restricts the ability to produce antibodies. Fortunately, within that same year, Hoppus also announced that he had become cancer-free and credits his medical journey as helping repair his relationship with DeLong and making the reunion possible. Their second reunion will kick off on March of 2023, starting in Tijuana, Mexico. There are no stops currently announced for Indiana, but Hoosier fans of the band can make a drive to Chicago, Detroit, or Cleveland to catch their historic return. Additionally, we can expect more than just a tour out of this. Blink-182 announced that a new album is to follow, with the single Edging having been released this past Friday. Here on First Day and on WIBC, this has been your Music Report. I'm Sam Fritz.
0: Thank you, Sam. 10.53 here on 93 WIBC. I like this. I like hearing Sam. He's very good and he knows music. So Mm -hmm. I I like having him as an addition here on the first day. Yeah, it's been a
1: fun, fun, polished little music
0: Yeah, terrific. Terry Stacey, and it also tells me how great, I mean, we are really supporting music around the state. There's a lot of great, I know when I look at events that are coming up for the weekend, there's some pretty big, Names that come to Indiana every weekend, every weekend, yeah, whether always. it's uh, Post north, Malone, Post Malone, for me. Shipshawana seems like a really great place where there's mm-hmm. a lot of great shows that come to town. There, I mean, just a re- a Brown County, all the stuff at White River. Uh, and, right, and locally. So, so this the music scene is really bursting, I think, right now. And we're getting a lot of great musical acts and lots of entertainment coming to the state. Mm-hmm. That's what I take away from Sam's report. Alright, it is 1054. It's 54 degrees and sunny skies in downtown Indianapolis. If you're headed out to uh, Rockville for the Covered Bridge Festival in Yay. Park County, that's a good day for, this is a good day for that one. I understand that the leaves will peak here in the next couple of weekends. Oh, um, so it's beautiful already but you can still see a little bit of green but in the next couple of weeks it won't be long before those leaves are gone so mm-hmm. uh, if you love the state like I do in traveling this is a great weekend to do it listen to the Colts game on our sister station 1070 the fan no that's not it it's one of seven five the fan <laughs> Good catch. and 93 Good catch. <laughs> five yep uh, listen to the game that way and uh, and just take a drive it's not bad at all mm-hmm. Kylan we have a TikTok for you
1: Here are things I wish I knew in my early twenties. If it's not a yes, it's a
2: no. Not gonna have time to get gas in the morning, so just do it the night before. For the most part, all of your relationships should be decently easy. Some of your favorite memories will end up being the ones that did not go as planned, so just enjoy the ride. You're going to lose friends. It's inevitable. You are not your parents. You don't have to do things exactly the way they would. When people who are older than you talk about how fast life goes by, believe them. Please drink a lot of water and then drink even more than that.
1: And those were only just the few that I got to choose from them.
0: They're really good.
1: Things you wish you knew in your
0: 20s. Terry, if you could choose one. Boys aren't everything. Mm. Don't make that your whole life. You're 20. You're so young. You've got lots Mm of time. Lots of
1: time. I think even after your 20s, too. You you still have time for all of the other adventures as well. You do. I mean, what am I saying?
0: (laughs) Adventure-wise, we are going to talk to the owner of... Fear Farm. Yes, Indiana Fear Farm. She's so excited. She loves haunted houses. That's going to be after the news. Uh, thanks so much for joining us this morning. 93 WIBC. It is 10 56.